You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio. You're with Phil Evans here on 3CR. This show was recorded and is being rebroadcast from the land of the Wurundjeri people, where sovereignty has never been ceded. Uh, Friends of the Earth show on 3CR Dirt Radio, of course, digs down deep into what's happening around in activism, not only at Friends of the Earth, but in the wider grassroots community. And today we're going to go out a little bit beyond the uh, scope of just 312 Smith Street in Collingwood um, and have a look at some of the work that the Disability Resources Centre has been working on lately. Um, Of course, they are running a Transport for All campaign uh, at the moment. And that work saw them take to the streets last week in a pretty um, awesome action that you can check out. And I'll put a link to the video uh, that they took of that action in the show notes as well. The Disability Resources Centre was founded in 1981, and its aim is to ensure that all Victorians with disabilities enjoy the same rights and life opportunities as other members of society. The DRC, or Disability Resources Centre, is a membership-driven organisation managed and staffed by people living with disabilities and also receives some funding from the State Government Office for Disability to provide individual advocacy for adults with disability as well. Um, This campaign is about transport for all. And as we know, uh, the transport sector in Victoria is the second largest source and the fastest growing uh, for greenhouse gas emissions. So transport for all is also a human rights issue, but is also an environmental and climate justice issue. So we're gonna catch up with Anya Homburg and find out what's going on with the DRC's work for transport for all and how you can help from home. Goongaroo Environment Centre is a grassroots community organisation campaigning for East Gippsland's precious forests. For over 15 years, we've been using direct action, citizen science and community engagement to stop the continued logging of precious native forests and threatened species habitat. After this summer's terrible bushfires, there's an even greater urgency to protect what remains and the Victorian government haven't ruled out plans to log the small fragments of unburnt forests and so-called salvage log in burnt areas. It's now so important that forests and wildlife are protected so they can recover. Head to gecko.org.au to keep updated with the latest news and to get involved. Gecko acknowledges the logging is happening on the stolen lands of the Gunnakurnai and Bidwell and Monaro people and that sovereignty was never ceded. A 3CR supporter.
a bit of audio there from a rally last week put on for the Transport for All campaign from the Disability Resources Center. And I'll put a link for that video uh, in the show notes as well. So you can check it out and hear some stories. And joining me today is Anya Homburg from the Disability Resources Center. Anya, how are you today? And welcome back to the show. Yeah, I'm quite well, thanks. And it's really great to be back here with you guys. Now, I know um, this campaign or this work has been going on for almost 40 years to see equal access to public transport, but we're getting down to crunch time now in terms of some of the deadlines that the government has set. What's happening? Um, Well, the the major focus of our campaign just at the moment is the Melbourne Tram Network. Um, So sort of the the organisation was founded by a group of people, DRC was founded by a group of people in 1981, most of whom had mobility limitations um, and who had recently exited um, residential care. And one of the huge issues they found was that they couldn't access the Melbourne tram network at all, um, which was a huge barrier to getting around and still is. Um, Now in the early 2000s, um, the government came up with a set of disability standards and committed to having all tram platforms in Melbourne have level access by the end of 2022 and all trams are supposed to be low floor wheelchair accessible trams by the end of 2032. Um, Late last year the Victorian Auditor General released a report that tells us that when you combine the number of low floor trams and the number of accessible low floor platforms Mm -hmm. the network only meets those disability standards 15% of the time. So you know, 2022 for all level access, low floor like platforms is not gonna happen. 2032, we only have 38% low floor trams in the fleet at this point. Um, So yeah, neither target is set to be met at all, particularly the one coming up in 2022 that says, you know, all the platforms have to be level with the low floor trams so that if you're actually on an accessible tram, you can get off of it. So that 15% accessible means that only on 15% of journeys, someone who has those kinds of access needs can actually get on and be guaranteed to get off where they need to, um, which is just, it's its so far from the target that it's a, it's, it's a little laughable. Um, and so We've been focusing on that, and that was the focus of our um, our live action on mm. on Thursday. Because um, I remember there's this this great video that we've circulated. Um, a warning to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners: I'm about to um, to mention the name of an Aboriginal person who's passed away. Um, the late the late Katie Bell and a few of her colleagues were locking themselves to a tram in 1996 mm. in protest of the fact that they'd been told they were going to have to wait 20 to 25 years for accessible trams and that was 26 years ago so um 24 years ago so almost 25 years ago and we're not we're still not there um so yeah we staged a live action on thursday in in protest of the fact that there just hasn't been enough progress and asking the government what are you doing what's the plan how are you going to catch up um it, and, it and, really feels like if it's been that long since, you know, people really demonstrating that, you know, there is an important issue that means a lot to people. And I think um, accessibility to, to um, transport, I mentioned in the, in the introduction before you came on, like, you know, it's, it's, it is a human right issue. It's an environmental mm-hmm. issue. It's so many different issues. But, um, and, and I don't think people really understand. One of the things that really struck me on the um, change.org petition that I'm gratuitously plugging right now. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> which we'll also include in the show notes. 
mentions that, um, you know, people who have these accessibility needs um, constitute 3 million people in Victoria. So it's really, it's not, you know, I, th- I think people don't realise how many people are actually affected by this issue. Yeah, and it's a huge number. And I think I think that 3 million is a huge number and that should be enough on its own. And as you mm. said, it's a human rights issue and that should be enough on its own. But it's also worth pointing out that pretty much everyone at some point in their life will have some sort of mobility limitation. Mm. Whether you get injured um, as you age, whether, I mean, even something as simple as, you know, being a parent with a pram who wants to use public transport to get around. And let's face it, this is Melbourne. There are parts of the city where driving around and, and trying to find a car park is just a nightmare. And if you can hop mm. on a tram, life's a lot easier. Um, so, so this is actually something that does affect everyone at some stage in their lives too. So, um, so yeah, we've got that petition going as well, which you, which you nicely suited in there for me. So I can say that, yeah, we've, we're almost at 10,000 signatures. Um, and we will be presenting that petition saying, you know, it's time to take some real action. Guys, what are you going to do? Tell us what you're going to do to get up to standard and catch up. Um, and we'll be presenting that to the Minister for Transport and we will be asking for a response. Um, so, yeah, anybody who really wants to support the, the cause can do us a great deal of help by just getting online and signing that and sharing that with people and encouraging them to sign as well. Yeah, sure. And, we, and as I said, I'll put that in the show notes and yeah, do encourage people to jump on and sign. And hopefully we have ticked over 10,000 by the time we go there. Fingers <laughs> crossed, so fingers awesome. crossed. But still, like the more the merrier, you know, the, the, the higher the number, the better off we're going to be. So, um, yeah. And look, and I, and I truly believe I have a lot of faith in um, Victorians and, and, and Melbournians, like, I mean, same group, really. But um, regional Victoria has a lot of tra- challenges with transport as well. Um, but I really firmly believe that, that we have a strong um, social care value structure in this state. And I do really believe that people care about this issue and support it, whether it directly affects them or not. Um, so I'm really hopeful that we can continue to get some more public backing so that the state government has to prioritize it. Because that's been the issue. Like it just hasn't been pushed enough for them to put it on the front of the list of things that they need to spend money on and get done. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you mentioned that those those guidelines um, do exist. And you also mentioned your uh, action the other day. I mean, these these I imagine that these disability standards for accessible public transport are not in any way legislated goals. I imagine they, they sit in a regulatory framework. So it really is up to people who are affected and their allies and accomplices to hold them to account. To And that kind of it looked like what a part of that action was about on last Thursday. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is, um, it is, unfortunately, you're right that this stuff isn't quite legislated. Like it's, it's like, yes, we value human rights and we've written this commitment to fulfilling them, but we're not actually going to put any teeth behind that promise, which is frustrating. Um, so yeah, so we, we do as a community, unfortunately, have to get out there and put some pressure on, um, which is frustrating and unfair because for a lot of people in this community, you know, getting out and doing that takes a lot of energy that needs to be mm. and elsewhere, frankly, um, which is one of the reasons that organizing this kind of protest has its challenges, because inevitably a third of the group of people that say they're going to come are second can't. Um, so, yeah, we had a we had a protest um, near the state library. We blocked a tram and um, sat there for about 20 minutes and just, you know, had some speeches and talked about the inaccessibility and what we were fighting for um, and passed out some some flyers to people who were around um, and got some really great uh, some really great videos and film and Channel 9 News turned up and did a segment that evening. So that was really good in terms of getting the voice out there. 
Um, but as you mentioned, you know, allies, and we had some really great allyship this time around. Um, the rail, tram, and bus union came along, um, and they've um, RTBU. They've been and they've been talking about this issue for a long time within their own. Um, group because some of the older trams don't have the safety and comfort features that are really needed to protect the tram drivers. Um, and there's also with the older trams, there's a lot of maintenance issues and other things that they've been pointing out to. And they care about the accessibility as well. And so they were really keen to come along and support us because like, we've been talking about this for ages and not and not being heard either. Um, and then Friends of the Earth has been, their Sustainable Cities team has been an incredible ally to us as well. So they came along as well. So we had we had a group of allies and supporters there as well who were marshalling and keeping us safe and adding their voice to, to the chorus, um, but always doing a really wonderful job of redirecting focus back to the, the people that are most affected. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, it was a, it was great to watch. I unfortunately couldn't make it down, but I um, did watch the live stream video that the Disability Resources Centre put up. And I, as I said, I'll put that in the show notes as well so people can check it out and hear stories from people who are, um, are directly affected by it, which mm. I found um, to be um, really, you know, like powerful message that, um, you know, politicians can't ignore. This is, mm. this is people's lives and, you know, and, and moving around is such an important part of our freedoms and, you know, and our ability to interact with the world around us. So, yeah. Well, and that, you know, and that was what was behind our digital lifelong lockdown campaign um, mm. earlier last year was, you know, it, it was an odd and unfortunate opportunity that presented itself, which was we were all starting to live a, a much more contained, less mobile life. And one of the points we made was, you know, oh, well, because of inaccessible transport for a lot of people with disabilities, this is not really any different. Mm. Um, and, you know, we're all struggling to adapt to this new way of living in COVID and feeling quite restricted. Um, and it really shows you just how limiting something like inaccessible public transport can actually be, especially if your, your condition or your lifestyle means that you can't afford to buy a car or you can't drive. Um, yeah, I was speaking to a young woman whose video we're going to put up on social media in a couple of days who has a, um, uses a wheelchair and has a complex health condition. And she said, you know, if public transport were more accessible, I wouldn't have to look into buying a giant accessible van, mm. which is a huge expense. Like the amount mm. of money that costs compared to what, you know, being able to use public transport every day would mean. And that she's like, I could be spontaneous which I can't be now. I have to plan everything, you know, two or three days in advance. Um, and these are things a lot of people take for granted. So yeah, I do encourage people to go and check out that, that live stream because we've got, we've got it recorded and to hear from, from the people who are most affected because it is quite powerful when you realize just, just how limiting it can be. Yeah, you're listening to Dirt Radio. We're talking to Anya Homburg from the Disability Resources Centre about their Transport for All campaign, um, which last week saw uh, people take to the streets um, in an inspiring action um, that hopefully will hold some of our decision makers to account, particularly around the uh, goals they set themselves but are failing to meet um, around um, accessible public transport. And, and if you're listening at home, Anya, I wonder, um, I am taken by the issue, I want to be a good ally or, or I am affected directly by it. What are some things um, that people can do, um, I already mentioned the petitions, <laughs> to, um, to actually support uh, the Disability Resources Centre and this campaign? Yeah, so there's, there's the petition. Um, there's actually also a page on our website, which is drc.org.au. Um, if you go to the transport campaign um, tag, so it'll be at the banner at the top, there's a drop down and there's a page that's take action. 
Um, and that gives you a list of things that you can do in order to help support. Um, one of them is you can reach out to us and you can say, hey, I want to be involved. Um, we're always looking for more people who want to tell their stories or, or want to be involved in the campaign in some way. Um, a large portion of the group that organized this last action were people who came to us and said, hey, I really care about this issue. It affects me. How can I be involved? Um, so that's always an option. The other thing that we have on that page, in addition to the petition, are um, three pre-filled letters that you can email to um, the relevant members of parliament. Um, so those are uh, the Minister for Transport, the Minister for Public Transport, and the Minister for Disability. Um, and so we've been sending letters out to them saying, hey, this is a priority for us. And in this upcoming budget decision, we would really like to see, you know, some investment in this issue. Um, so those are those are the ways that you can help us out. You can also find us on Facebook um, or on Twitter. Um, so if you just look up DRC advocacy, we'll come up and um, yeah, from there you'll see a lot of posts in action and there'll be links to things um, that might be more accessible than the website depending on what you're comfortable with. Excellent. Um, thank you so much for joining us and um, coming on and, and for working on this important issue as well and for sharing it on the Dirt Radio with our listeners. No worries at all. Thank you so much for helping to spread the word. Not a problem at all. Um, and that was Anya Homburg from the Disability Resources Centre talking about the Transport for All campaign. And if you missed part of that conversation or want to listen to it again, you can always catch up with a podcast at 3cr.org.au forward slash dirt radio. Or you can click around and find links to all of your favourite shows. And while you're there, you can become a subscriber and keep Radical Radio on the air uh, with lots of different voices telling their stories rather than just the big mainstream machines. So check that out, 3cr.org.au. And meanwhile, let's go to a track. I reckon we can hear a bit of... Monkey Mark, this is Emergency from As The Market Crashed LP. Stay on 3CR, this is Dirt Radio, we'll be back soon.
precisely the reason I was shocked because I had been going for 40 years or more with very considerable evidence that it was working exceptionally well.
1992, they brought out the Disability Discrimination Act, which means you're not allowed to discriminate against someone simply because of their disability. The only reason we can't get on the trams is because we have a disability. So we are being victimised. They, they know how to make the, the system accessible. They know that if we look here now, if we pan around right now, we see a, a tram there that we couldn't access even with a level stop. We see another tram sitting here that's a low-level tram and we still can't get on because there's no level, low-level stop. The match-up is just ridiculous. Um, like it was said earlier, supposedly, we're supposed to be 100% accessible for next year. Yeah, well, um, you know, a little more audio there from the Disability Resources Centre. Recent protest last Thursday uh, where a bunch of people came together to stand up to say what the hell is going on with the government's pledge to have 100% uh, accessible transport by 2022, lagging right behind. And we caught up with Anya Homburg from the Disability Resources Centre to talk about that and the long-running campaign and great work that they have been doing on the issue. But we are coming towards the end of the show today and I want to thank Anya Homburg again for coming on. Um, great to catch up again. Um, we did talk earlier on in 2020 about some of the digital actions and you can check that out in the Dirt Radio history feed at 3cr.org.au Dirt Radio um, and always remember subscribe, donate, keep Radical Radio on the air and stay tuned now for the Koori Survival Show. No need to jump off 3CR, um, just keep it here and enjoy great stories, great yarns and great music. This is Phil Evans signing off from Dirt Radio again, um, sending a big message out to all of those in Parliament. Going to play this song again. It's called Dead Men Don't Rape by Seven Year Bitch.